Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Football Garbage Time NFL Podcast. My name is Akun Wong and I'm the Editor-in-Chief of Football Garbage Time. And with me are my co-hosts Ryan Whitfield and Joey Alibro. And well, we made it, guys. It's Super Bowl 54 and it's just around the corner. Before we jump into the X's and O's and other fun stuff, tell me, what one thing are you guys looking forward to the most during the Super Bowl? Is it something in the game or is it in the food, the friends, the family, the commercials? Uh, let's start with you, Joey. What do you think? Uh, I'm just excited for the last game of the year. Um, and then it's my favorite time of the year, draft season. Um, so that's what I'm looking forward to. Wow, wow. You, you're actually looking forward to after the Super Bowl. So you're not even looking forward <laughs> to the actual game itself. You're like, screw that. Let's get, let's get on to the next group of draft uh, targets and let's scout those guys. Spoken like a true scout. Um, totally get it. Well, I, I'll say this. this uh, earlier this week, um, I had an opportunity to attend the Super Bowl live event in Miami. It was, uh, and it was really, you know, tons of Super Bowl-related activities and exhibits. And uh, I'll tell you, it was a party. Miami is known for many things, but I can say that compared to other Super Bowl events leading up to the big game, Miami, Miami definitely goes big. There were DJs pumping out music everywhere, huge exhibits celebrating the 10 prior, prior Miami-based Super Bowls as well as all sorts of guests and fun stuff. I saw Jerome Baker, the linebacker for the Miami Dolphins, cooking up some barbecue with Chef Richard Hales. They were definitely having fun of it. It was great. The only thing I have to say I didn't like about that entire thing was that um, the, the Super Bowl gear was incredibly overpriced. I went in to buy a T-shirt, and I'm not going to ask you guys to guess how much it cost, but it was $51.00 for a Super Bowl t-shirt, and the price tag actually said $42, which was already outrageous, so they were like, yeah, screw you, <laughs> you owe us another $9, because it's Super Bowl week, if you want this t-shirt, which probably you're going to wear like five or five minutes out of one day of your life, so there's that, but uh, hey, I'm excited, this is going to be a great time, I'm really excited about it, and uh, other than, you know, Miami, they're ready to go, and we are ready to go too, we're breaking down Super Bowl 54, and we're giving you our picks. We're also talking about one of my favorite topics, uh, Super Bowl prop bets. So, uh, you know, with all that, get out of the way. Let's, uh, let's get rolling. All right. As I said, Super Bowl 54 is just around the corner. It's this Sunday at 6.30 p.m. It's the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, it is going to be one heck of a game. It's, uh, I, I haven't been this excited about a matchup between two teams in the Super Bowl in a long time. Let me ask you that question, Joey. Have you been? Have there been any Super Bowls that you can recall, um, other than ones in which the Giants were in? Because I know you're a Giants guy. That you were more excited about uh, than the Chiefs and the 49ers. Um, I can't think of uh, maybe one. Uh, Falcons Patriots a few years ago was pretty exciting. Uh, okay. Just because yeah. all the Falcons fans here. And Georgia are incredibly annoying, and I wanted to see the uh, the Patriots beat them down uh, right. in the first half. And it happened. Crow, but uh, yep. they came back 23. Uh, actually, in one of my classes I'm taking, we had to have a, a group name, and uh, I we're the 28 and threes. That's a that's the group name I came up with. So. <laughs> nice. 
Nice. You're not. You're always good at making friends wherever you go. So clearly, that was a tactic to make as many friends as you want as you could in the Atlanta area. Huh? Just to remind them of the oh, epic of collapse in the Super Bowl. Fantastic choice. Yeah, I would say that you know that this is the one, and and even in that scenario, um, I wasn't a huge. You know, obviously, the entire world are not uh, are not Patriots fans. I know uh, Ryan would disagree, and he's running a little late, so he's going to jump in in a little bit, but. You know, the fact of the match, so he can't defend himself and his team right now. But I'll say this, that this is the first time that I actually could care less who wins. I actually just want to see a good game, and I have a feeling that if the 49ers or the Chiefs win either way, I'll be happy, as long as it's a close game. I don't want this to be a blowout in uh, any way, because I think that would be incredibly boring, uh, circa that uh, game. I can't remember which Super Bowl it was, but the Seattle Seahawks and the Denver Broncos, when it was a complete disaster. Uh, and the Seattle just ruled them. That that was absolutely no fun. But hey, this is going to be good. It's uh, the it opened at at, at uh, Chiefs uh, one and a half. It's fluctuating between Chiefs by one or one and a half, and the over under is kind of fluctuating around fifty three and a half and fifty three. So we'll see where it ends up when we come to Sunday. But it's it's predicted to be a shootout. It's predicted to be a close game, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how this all turns out. So let's start with that. So Joey, tell me, what do you think are the things that the 49ers have to do in order to beat the Chiefs in the Super Bowl and vice versa, what do the Chiefs have to do to beat the 49ers in the Super Bowl? Um, for the 49ers to beat the Chiefs, uh, they got to do what they've been doing throughout this entire playoff. They got to keep running the ball, controlling the clock, keep the ball out of the very talented quarterback on the other team's hands. Um, that, that brings me to my point. You got to contain Patrick Mahomes. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's possible. We've seen how he's played the last two seasons. So last year, he's on 50 touchdowns, winning the NFL MVP. Um, right. And then just running amok uh, in these playoffs. Um, we saw him down big uh, against the Texans in the divisional round, and then last week down 10 or two weeks ago down 10 against the Titans, uh, and then just brought him back again. Um, so if I'm the if I'm the 49ers, I'm keeping running the ball. Um, which brings me to my player that I'm watching for the 49ers. Um, uh-huh. You would think it's Raheem Mostert, but it's going to be Kyle Juszczyk. Uh I think he actually scored the first touchdown, um, but I think Shanahan has a lot in store for him uh, in the Super Bowl this Sunday uh, uh-huh. compared to other weeks. I think he's one of their – I think he's the best – obviously the best fullback in the league. There's not many of those around, but he's right. one of the most dynamic players in the league. Um, kind of the way that uh, – the Saints use Taysom Hill in a not in the same way, but they're very they're both very versatile players. Um, so use check is my player to watch for the 49ers. Um, and then the Chiefs, my big question mark is with uh, I guess Steve Spagnuolo, uh, the defensive coordinator uh, for them. He led a very talented Giants defense in 2007 to a Super Bowl win, and he was res- uh, responsible for some really good defenses in Philadelphia. Um, my question is, can he um, you know muster up the courage again. You saw last week uh, against the Titans how he uh, right. put out put out a goal line defense basically at, at midfield <laughs> to stop no. Henry. Old are, move. Are they going to do the same thing? Are they going to do the same thing in the Super Bowl when you got that very talented running offense? Uh, not the most talented backs. It's just all scheme for them. They run about they ran about twelve or thirteen different uh, running scenes that I that I saw last week outside zone, inside zone split like a bunch of different ones and you have to be pre- prepared for all of them because Shanahan is an offensive genius. So Steve right. Spagnuolo is my big key in that, in that Chiefs defense. Um, if they're going to 
win on Sunday. Yeah, no, I, I I agree with that. And just to kind of hammer that home a little bit, um, per DVOA, the uh, Chiefs have the 14th overall defense, sixth against the pass, but just 29th against the run. They just can't stop that ground game. Um, they actually uh, allow the 16th, uh, 17th least total yards allowed per game, which is actually just mid-pack. It just sounds better than it really is. Eighth least passing yards allowed, um, and, and that's great, but the 26th least rush yards, which is basically the, another way of saying the sixth most rush yards allowed per game at 120.2. So, you know, that that is a great point. I mean, going to a defense that clearly can get burnt over the top uh, and uh, in order to stop a run in the middle of the game, something that cannot be done against the uh, San Francisco 49ers, who, by the way, have one of the best running offenses in the league, the second most rush yards per game at a 241.1, and they have the uh, second most points per game at 29.9. Believe it or not, it's actually quite a potent offense on the ground, and this actually took me by surprise. The seventh uh, overall uh, offense per DVOA, but eighth passing offense per DVOA. I think a lot of people, because of recency bias, have forgotten that uh, Jimmy Garoppolo can throw the ball. And I know they didn't need to. They were smart enough to identify that they could win the game on the back of Raheem Mostert and the run game in the defense last week and or two weeks ago, and they were able to do that uh, before that as well. But, you know, at the end of the day, when push comes to shove, Jimmy G is a great passing uh, quarterback. Not as good as Patrick Mahomes, of course, who is in, in the, at the helm of the second-best passing offense in the league and who has these uh, the fifth most passing yards per game in the league, 281.1. And of course they also have the fifth most points per game. So it's really interesting, this dynamic, but I agree with you, that is going to be something that will be key to this entire weekend is looking at that matchup. And then of course, the other matchup of course is Patrick Mahomes and the 49ers defense, because as we know, uh, the 49ers don't blitz a lot. And Patrick Mahomes does his best work against the blitz believe it or not, 115.8 passer rating versus the Blitz since 2017, second best among quarterbacks, and 16 of 18 career interceptions, because he's only had 18. That's very, very few. He does not make mistakes very often, but 16 of them were against four or fewer pass rushers, um, only two interceptions versus the Blitz. So, you know, the 49ers actually do match up quite well against Patrick Mahomes, and they match up quite well against that offense, and vice versa, the 49ers offense tends, I mean, the strength of that offense uh, on the back of Raheem Mostert and that ground game and Kyle Juszczyk, for, as you mentioned, it actually matches up quite well against the uh, against the Kansas City Chiefs. So that's going to be something interesting to watch. So let me uh, just turn it around here and, and ask you this question. Now, if the Chiefs are going to win this this game, are you is, do you think it's going to be all on the back of, uh, of Patrick Mahomes, or do you think there's going to be some aspect of that on the ground game with Damian Williams? Uh, that, that's another point I was going to make. Um, we haven't really seen the Chiefs run the ball a whole lot these playoffs. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Andy Reid's a really pass-heavy type of guy. Um, but I was wondering if that was out of necessity um, because, I mean, I mentioned before they're down big against Houston in the division round and then again down 10 to Tennessee in the championship. Um, so I'm actually really curious as to what Damian Williams is going to do for them. Um, I think the Big question is if they can get out in front and take a lead of seven nothing to ten nothing, then right. we could see some Damian Williams in play. Um, the Chiefs they primarily run uh, belly plays, 
um, a little bit of zone running schemes, but that's basically it. That's their bread and butter. Um, mm-hmm. But I wouldn't I wouldn't expect um, them to go too run heavy. I would expect maybe ten carries total from Damian Williams if I was a betting man. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. That's that's my thoughts on the Chiefs run game. <laughs> yeah, so it's interesting because the 49ers, I mean, if there is a, um, a weakness, and there really isn't, but if there is a weakness in the 49ers defense, it is against the run. Uh, 11th against the run per DVOA, um, and actually uh, mid-pack in terms of rush yards a lot per game, 112.6. I mean, on the flip side, they allow the least passing yards um, a lot per game, uh, in out of all teams in the regular season. So um, that's a pretty big testament to how good that 49ers defense is. And they currently number one ranked uh, Richard Sherman in terms of pass coverage. So, you know, there's a lot of, uh, lot to look at there. And we all know that Sherman can be beat by those speed, uh, speed receivers. Uh, and Tyreek Hill is definitely a speed receiver and uh, Nicole Hardman also a speed receiver. So who knows if they're going to be able to take advantage of that or not. But as you say, uh, Damian Williams can come into play here because uh, if there is some place for them to take advantage of, it can be on the ground. So it'll be interesting to see how that turns out as well. Anything else you want to raise as as things you're looking at or looking for in the Super Bowl? Uh, In terms of the game, none. But uh, I've been following some of the, you know, Super Bowl hype. And uh, Andy Reid's been having a great time down in Miami eating all this Cuban food. (laughs) Uh, I was reading that story. Uh, He he seems like – such a lovable guy and I know that's the sentiment around the league you saw when they won the AFC championship game a few weeks back just an outpour of support from players and coaches around the yep. league um, yep. so that, that's why I'm kind of rooting for the Chiefs I think I think Andy Reid deserves the big one I think he's the best coach in NFL history without Super Bowl ring um, so yeah yeah, no, I, I agree with that. I think he deserves one as well. But that brings us to the ultimate question, and that is who is going to win the Super Bowl? So let's go ahead and start with the over-under first and then go to your prediction. The over-under currently sitting at 53.5. Are you taking the over or the under? I'm taking the over. The over, yeah. And then I think that's the uh, the general trend is everyone thinking there's going to be a shootout. I'm not so sure, but uh, the over sounds like a good bet at 53.5. What do you think about the winner? Who is going to win this and if it makes a difference, the spread at right now, the Chiefs favored by one and a half. Will the spread matter? Uh, I don't think the spread matters. I think the Chiefs take it 34 to 31. Wow, 34 to 31. That is going to be a shootout. Um, that is probably in line with a lot of things that I've seen in popular media as well. I'm actually going to go the opposite direction on this. I actually think that the 49ers are going to win this game. I, I know that there's a trend towards offense recently, but I think the team with the better defense has a tendency to win the, uh, win the game. I, I do like the over, if you're going to bet the over. I think more likely the score will be just around that and may even hit the under. I'm, I had predicted already that the 49ers are going to beat the Chiefs by a score of 27 to 24. I wouldn't be surprised if that was a 31 to 24 and uh, allowing you to get the over. So I, I think it's right around the right place. I think it'll be a little bit lower scoring than everybody else says. I think the 49ers in the back of their defense and the back off by an overlooked Jimmy G is, uh, is going to take this one. And it'll be interesting to see how that all works out. Obviously time of possession, as, uh, as you mentioned, Joey is an important part of this as well. And I, and the, uh, the 49ers are terrific at time of possession. So we'll see how that goes. So that is going to be really interesting. So we have that in, in the books. Let's go ahead and hit the boxing bell on that. So we can move on to our next topic. And that is, 
Super Bowl props. So I, I love Super Bowl prop bets. These are always so much fun, and uh, everybody is always involved in it, and it's just, just so great. Let's give a little bit of history, though, uh, on how these things started. Super Bowl prop bets were actually first introduced by bookmaking legend Art Materas at Caesars Palace in Las Vegas, where he posted a yes-no prop on Chicago Bears, 350-pound defensive tackle, William Refrigerator Perry scoring a touchdown versus the New England Patriots during Super Bowl XX. Now, of course, everyone knows, or you should know, that Perry did score uh, in that game, although before that, in that regular season, he had actually scored three touchdowns. Uh, and so, therefore, when he opened up, he was a 20 to 1 long shot, which actually is not that long of a shot, 20 to 1 to score a touchdown during Super Bowl 20. Now, everyone betted yes, bet yes on that, uh, on that uh, prop bet. So it quickly fell to 2 to 1 odds. And then when the fridge busted into the end zone for that one yard plunge late in the third quarter, Caesars Palace totally went belly up, paying out tons of money to all those yes prop bets. But the hit was totally worth it for them because the publicity received from media coverage and from that point on uh, prop bets have been an essential part of Super Bowl betting and Caesars Palace has probably made their money back a thousand times over. So it's Super Bowl, of course, is the single biggest betting event in the world and early action suggested that Nevada Sportsbooks will top the record setting $158.6 million that was wagered in Super Bowl 52. And about half of this money will be spent on prop bets. So as usual, we're here to take you through some of the more popular Super Bowl prop bets and how do we pick. So here we go. So we're going to start with you um, on these, and we're going to talk about them one at a time. So, uh, Joey, let's start with this first prop bet here. That is, how long will Demi Lovato take to sing the national anthem? The over-under is two minutes. So over two minutes or under two minutes? What do you got? I read that her average – National anthem is about a minute fifty-seven. I think that's yes, that's correct. Um, so I'm gonna go under two minutes, just because Super Bowl. You kind of want to get the thing started. Let's just wrap it up. <laughs> yeah, so under yeah. Two minutes. No, I love it. I actually, so I love that the fact you did some research because I also did some research on this, uh, and I, I do, we did research on this last year as well. And honestly, when you look at the the, the last. 13 uh, Super Bowl national anthems, then you'll see that eight of the 13 have been under two minutes. And it's kind of unpredictable because you kind of think some of them go faster, some of them go slower. The ones that went over were Luke Bryan, uh, Lady Gaga, uh, Diana Menzel, um, Alicia Keys, and Jennifer Hudson. And they all went over, you know, just a little bit. Um, Jennifer Hudson, uh, Alicia Keys actually being the longest at two minutes and 17 seconds. But for the most part, they're under. They're actually around between one minute and 30 seconds on one minute and 54 seconds. Actually, Billy Joel is the fastest. He blasted through it in one minute and 30 seconds. So he really flew. So if you look at just Lovato herself, she has sung the national anthem in uh, several sporting events, but five in total. And if you look at all five, four of the five were under the two minute mark. So the only one that went over two minutes was two minutes and 11 minutes, uh, two minutes and 11 seconds, which she hit for the, uh, uh, Mayweather uh, McGregor fight in August of 2017. So, with that all said, I believe that you have the right answer as well, Joey. I'm going with the under on Demi Lovato taking to sing the national anthem. Let's go on to the next one. What will the outcome of the coin toss be? Heads or tails? Both of those are sitting uh, basically at equal odds. So, because they're basically a toss. <laughs> no, no pun intended. So, what do you what do you think? Heads or tails? Let's go heads. I'm feeling it. Yeah, you know, 
Do you have any reason for heads? Because I don't know if there's much much you can do in terms of research on this one. <laughs> uh, just a gut feeling, really. Yeah, yeah. I I like tails only because I like to be uh, counterculture. So one heads, one tails, guys. We didn't help you at all. So thank. So let's go on to the next one. Let's talk about which team will score first: 49ers or Chiefs? Right now, 49ers sitting at a money line of minus 105. Chiefs sitting at a money line of minus minus 125. So slightly favored. What do you think? 49ers or Chiefs? Which team score first? I'm going 49ers scoring first, and it's going to be my boy Kyle Juszczyk. Oh wow! Well, that that now. So you know, if you hit Kyle Juszczyk, you'll get some serious odds on that, right? You should just go. You should go play oh. that bet right now, Joey. That's going to be a winner. <laughs> if that one hits, dollar. you can just retire right now before you even start. Seriously, that's, <laughs> it's like like they got to be like a thousand to one odds. But um, I like the bet though. I like the bet that the 49ers will score first. I I also had the 49ers score first. And just and just in case anyone wants to know, the uh, the particular player who has the uh, uh, the the best odds of actually scoring first is Raheem Mostert, uh, according to Las Vegas, uh, which makes more sense. But hey, I could see a, a fake to the fullback and having a, a fullback dive at the goal line. That did can totally happen. Uh, it would not surprise me in the least. All right, let's go to the next one. Let's say what's the jersey number of the first player to score a touchdown? The over under on twenty six point five. So over twenty six and a half or under twenty six and a half. The jersey number of the first player to score a touchdown? Ooh, uh, I know I answered Juszczyk will score first for the Niners, but I would be hesitant to take the over there. I'm going to go under 26 and a half uh, because running backs usually they're in the 20s. Uh, you could have Mahomes run it in. You have Garoppolo run it in. Tyreek mm-hmm. Hill is basically their primary weapon. Um, yep. uh, so, yeah, I'm going to go under 26 and a half. Yeah, so that is the popular choice. Comparing it to previous years, because they actually have this bet every year, who knew uh, the undercashed, um, interestingly, only 15 times, while the overcashed 38 times over the last all, all the Super Bowls. So that's really interesting that the over tends to cash more likely than the under. But that said, the under has won during five of the last six Super Bowls. Now, here are the, here are the Kansas City Chiefs players that would cash your under bet, right? Patrick Mahomes, you mentioned. Damian Williams, also an under. Tyreek Hill, you mentioned. Sammy Watkins. LaShawn McCoy, he might not play at all. We don't know. Nicole Hardman. Demarcus Robinson. So basically, almost his entire receiving core is under, and their primary running back is under, and Patrick Mahomes is under. As far as the over, that includes basically just Travis Kelce and a bunch of other randos. Uh, Blake Bell, Deion Yelder, Darwin Thompson, none of those guys are going to score. So Travis Kelce basically is the only over. On the, on the 49er side, these are the guys who will, who will score the under for you. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, Emmanuel Sanders, Debo Samuel, Matt Breida, Tevin Coleman. Um, and, of course, you know, guys on defense like Richard Sherman, if he picks sixes, that, that actually would also be the under. Uh, as far as the over, that's just George Kittle, Raheem Mostert, Kendrick Bourne. So you just have so many more players that are going to be likely to score the under. So uh, I, I agree. I'm going to go with the under on that one. The under – on the jersey number 26 and a half. All right, next next question. Will the game be tied again after starting 0-0? Yes or no? Um, I'm going to go yes, just based on my shootout theory. Um, yeah. It would be pretty difficult not to tie the game at some point after 0-0. Um, so, yes. 
Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think there will be – it will tie at least early some point. It will be like a 7-7, 10-10, 14-14. At some point early in the game, they're going to tie again. So I'm going to go with yes as well. Now, how many wardrobe changes? This is a tough one. How many wardrobe changes will J-Lo have during halftime? Over two and a half, under two and a half? Oof, uh, I'm not a big halftime show guy. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I would I would have to bet the over two and a half. I want to say exactly three wardrobe changes for J-Lo. That would seem wow. to fit uh, just in my head. It makes sense. Uh, yeah, so no. Over two and a half. Well, hey, the research supports your pick, Joey. She had uh, just for just for she's one of the most outfit changes of any celebrity uh, of all time per day. Okay, in 2018, <laughs> when she was actually uh, going around uh, trying to promote her movie Second Act, she had 10 outfit changes in two days in New York. Okay, that's late 2018. In 2019, when she was promoting Hustlers, her new movie, she had eight total outfit changes in a 24-hour period. I cannot in any way imagine her not having over two and a half costume changes during the halftime show. She just, she can't stay in the same clothes for that long. It just doesn't work. And the halftime is just too big of an opportunity for her to stay in the same outfit, uh, at least less than three outfits. I'm with you over two and a half. Next question. How many yards will the game's longest touchdown be? The over under is on 44 and a half. I'm going over 44 and a half just because of the big playability of both of these teams. Um, 44 and a half is not, I don't think that's that long of a touchdown. Um, so yeah, let's go over 44 and a half. Yeah. So it's, this is a kind of a toss up. It's a little bit of a, a trick question because if you look at the last, last 53 Super Bowls, they've been 50 scores of 45 yards or higher. So that's almost one per, t- per Super Bowl, but slightly less. So I'm going to say um, just based on the matchup, based on how good the 49ers defense is, they don't let one slip by at 44 and a half. I'm going to go with the under on that one, 44 and a half. And uh, we'll see how that goes uh, because, hey, it only takes one Nicole Hardman 60-yard touchdown for me to be wrong on this one. So how many <laughs> players, this is the next question, how many players will attempt to pass over under on two and a half? Oh, man. Um Let's go under two and a half. I don't think we'll see any Philly specials this ah. year. Um, okay. I don't think there'll be any fake punts. Any, that, that seems a little risky in the Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, under two and a half. I, I, I can see some trickeration going on here. I, I just feel like they're going to be pulling out all the stops. And I do know Travis Kelce, when he was you know, he threw he's thrown an interception in his career. And he always wanted to. He's made made a big deal about the fact that he always wanted to throw uh, a touchdown or complete a pass in the NFL. I think that they give Travis Kelce an opportunity to do it again at some point during the game. I'm going to take the over. I think there will be some trickeration. Maybe it's a fake punt or something like that. But I I am thinking Travis Kelce on this one for some reason. Over two and a half for me. So which team? Here we go. Second to last question here. Which team will score last? 49ers or Chiefs? Both of those at a money line of minus 115. I'm going with the Chiefs scoring last. They'll be down 31-27 with about four and a half minutes to go. Uh, Mahomes will drive them down the field. And mm-hmm. touchdown to Travis Kelsey will seal the deal with about a minute and a half left. And the 49ers just not going to be able to get it done. Wow. Okay. How about this? 
They go down. They have a minute and a half left. They're down by a touchdown. They drive it down there. They do a trick play with Travis Kelce, who throws it to the end zone and gets picked <laughs> by Richard Sherman, who runs it back for a oh, touchdown. No. 49ers score last. And I that's what I'm going with. 49ers scoring last. And and then I All get right. my prop bet on Travis Kelce, too, on the players on the, who attempt the pass. All right. Uh, clearly, clearly your scenario more likely than my scenario. All right. Last question here. Who will be named the Super Bowl 54 MVP, Patrick Mahomes or anybody else? Uh, if you're a betting man, I think you have to you'd have to bet Patrick Mahomes just because the winning team's quarterback is like nine times out of ten the Super Bowl MVP. Uh, right. So you're basically betting on the Chiefs to win uh, at that point. So I'm going Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I I, uh, I kind of feel that way, but I'm going to go with the 49ers winning, so therefore I'm going to go with anybody else. I'm just going to play the field on this one, and if you want to get really, really sassy, I'm going to say Nick Bosa gets MVP because he picks he – he managed to fumble six Patrick Mahomes on the last play of the game. Like, I got all these scenarios oh. where they have the defense coming up and just destroying Travis Kelce and or Patrick Mahomes. And by the way, in case you want to make that bet, Nick Bosa at plus 2,000. So place a $100 bet, win a 2000 Why not? Why not, man? Put the money down on that one and have fun with that. All right. It is the end of the show. <laughs> Gone really fast. Let's hit the air horn on the show. Always fun. Hey, well, it's great. We're finally here. Super Bowl 54. This is all what we've all been waiting for all season long. It's super exciting. I'm super psyched. I can't wait to, eat, to stuff my face with food because clearly none of the calories you consume during the Super Bowl ever count. So just go nuts. This is going to be good times. Why don't you give us your social media, Joey, so everyone can follow you and follow your thoughts on the Super Bowl as it unfolds. Uh, yeah, you can follow me at Joey Libro on all social media platforms. I'll be talking a lot of crap to Ryan Whitfield uh, oh, yeah. next week, uh, yep. just because he was a no-show here tonight. Yeah. Um, he was in the MO. Here and we didn't get to talk crap about the, the Patriots. That's, I know, that's my I know, right? Ryan I, I, don't, I was uh, no, really hoping kidding. to talk uh, about that. <laughs> I'm sure he has a legitimate reason. Uh, love the guy. I'm, I'm sure we'll see him here <laughs> next week. Um, yep. Yeah, add to it on all social media platforms. Yes, I, I agree. I was going to mention the fact there was an article came out that that most Americans who don't even care about the Super Bowl are excited that the Patriots aren't in it. So that's actually the most exciting thing for most non-football fans is they don't have to see Tom Brady's face on the big screen again. But then again, uh, then you have uh, you know he's he's going to find a way to get into the media into the media stream. I just know it's going to happen. Uh, anyway, thanks again, everyone for wasting time with us. We'll be back again after the Super Bowl to break down the game and discuss the winner. But until next time, enjoy your NFL week and enjoy Super Bowl 54 and enjoy winning a bunch of prop bets that we just helped you out on. See you guys next week.